Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I am Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of Transformation Church. Along with me today again is our lead pastor, Brad Livingston. Hey guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And we wrapped up uh, a awesome Church at the Movies uh, series. It was tons of fun. And with us again this week uh, is our creative director and the one that shouldered the weight of Church at the Movies for the whole month, which is Mr. John Sapp. What's up? And uh, so, man, it was a uh, it was good, and finally a movie that Justin has an opinion on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had opinions. Oh, yeah. Well, no. well yeah, Justin always <laughs> Justin has opinions. Always. I had opinions. No. no, I thought the movies were good. Um, I, I I even liked the, you know, I liked the other ones. I just didn't know much about them. Right, you right, know, right. I, I, I didn't know how they, I didn't know much about, is it Marvel or DC? Marvel. Marvel. Okay, yeah, yeah, I don't want to mess Don't up. say DC. <laughs> I didn't know much about how they all connected and yeah. all that, but I like the, in you know, I like the movie. Like, I like the Avengers or Iron right, Man. Right, right, right. Um, I really do, I really like Black Panther. You know, yeah. it was just, it's way too in-depth, you know, nerding out last week with them. Uh, <laughs> and I, I think it's cool. What I think is cool about Black Panther is from a cultural perspective. Right. You know, right, having yeah. Aaron and Tyler, who are black guys, you know, their connection. Wait, what? Uh, with that, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, that, that, but the, to see the cultural, and they talked, you know, it was, it was mentioned on the, on the podcast. Maybe right. you mentioned it uh, last week, just talking about the, the pride in some of our, um, you know, the, 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 our, our black brothers and sisters that called TC home last week, you know, with yeah. that movie. It's just cool to see that, that cultural thing, you know. Um, I, I feel like yesterday, yesterday was the, with Home Alone 2, it will, you could hear it in the crowd, like even in the funny parts. It's a yeah. classic. Everyone yeah, knows Home Alone. Everything's funny. Like well, the whole thing's And hilarious. And that's one of the few sequels I like. Usually I think sequels are kind of dumb or whatever, but. Um, yeah. I Whether think, you watch Home Alone or Home Alone Two, they're both really good in yeah, and of right. themselves. They did, they did I like Two better. I actually think I, I think Home Alone Two was a better movie than Home Alone One. But me too. yeah, they're both they're both but and they're classics, you know. Yeah. And it's like everyone knows, you know, it's um it's family friendly for the most part. You know, those probably I don't know if any of those things you had to edit any words out. Oh yeah, there was there was a couple um, cuss words in it. Yeah, but, but they're not like the big cuss words, right? You know, were, I, if there's a rating, big yeah. as in like number of letters. <laughs> <or is> <laughs> <laughs> there's not like f bombs in home right, alone right, right, um, right, right there's a lot of h's and d's you know kind of kind of yeah thing. but both of those are in the bible but um those are classic movies and it's like even younger kids know those movies well i mean that movie's old now i say younger kids i, I guess kids now still watch home like those Christmas, yeah, well like you know actually i was listening to the radio the other day which was really interesting and um they were talking about <clears throat> the um the millennial generation and what their favorite movies were and home alone was in the top it's a classic and um it's they that wasn't really even in there i mean i guess it was cuz you know the somewhere in the 80s when it, when the first one came out home alone the first home first alone? one first one yeah and yeah, if it's late it's, 80s early 90s somewhere yeah. home alone 2 is like 92 i think yeah, okay so, so yeah so i guess it's still in the in that oh, genre but they were still you know a lot of these millennials were little when it came out so they didn't actually get to uh, bro, see that it came out after. in 90 i was 5 you know that was yeah. that's uh, that's yeah, I just don't think I just think it's funny because it's an older movie that it's one of the top for millennials. So it's just it's cool. Well, I mean that's our you know it, it's it's a classic. Yeah, the first it's, first one was nineteen ninety November. Yeah, it's a it's a classic. 
but and not just that. I mean, there's people uh, older than us that know the movie probably because their kids watched it. You, you know that type of thing or whatever. Right. Um, but it's great. It's it's funny. Yeah. Um, you well, know. It was, yeah, it's just well. I mean, even the you know, there's there's moments of mature comedy in it that go over the head of children. You know, just stuff like you that. You which, didn't notice it until like you actually saw it again. Yeah. Until yeah, like, now, you know, yeah, now that or, I'm 31 and I watch it. I really was glad that we edited out uh, the Trump scene. Okay, uh, so we're not I, even, not I, even I, going there. I actually yeah, sat there, sat there and there. I was like, should I keep this in? Yeah, should I funny. keep this in? No, I was told yesterday, though, that I am Kevin and Kevin is me. Oh, okay. Who, who, who told you that? Karen. She texts me in the middle uh, of the movie. Okay. She, she's like, I just realized you're Kevin. <laughs> Kevin's you. He. It was the part where he goes to the, the counter at the the plaza ma'am and, and ma'am is she, he's like i'm my feet can barely touch the ground right? <laughs> i can barely look over this counter do you think that i made a reservation yeah that sounds about right yeah no so yeah it was uh it was a uh, it was a dope movie i mean it was it was a lot of fun the um yeah there's a couple scenes the only scene that wasn't in there that i was like oh man uh and it's not a big deal it's just one of my favorite scenes is when all the pigeons are attacking marv <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh and he just screams <laughs> oh i wanted to keep... make the movie obviously yeah. oh yeah. i wanted well, to keep more of that in there but oh, we just it's all good man you know, it's just one of those like funny parts but marv i don't know his real name you know joe pesci's the other one i don't know the guy who plays marv it's daniel something he's in some classic comedies he is i mean yeah, daniel stern i mean uh, the lamb National Lampoons, National Lampoons, the yeah. Christmas Vacation, va- yeah. all, all those. Like, what is he, cousin Eddie? He's cousin Eddie. No, no, no. He's, he's yeah, he is. Is he? No, 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 no. He's uh. not cousin Eddie. That's not him. No, Mm-mm. no, no, no. That's another guy. Are you sure? That guy's from uh, Independence Day. Yeah, Independence Day. Yeah. Oh man, why did I think that was the same guy? Mm. I don't know. They kind of look similar. I was, I was watching the movie. They do, thinking, they do kind of look similar. I was watching the movie thinking that's cousin Eddie. No. Yesterday. No, no. no, no. no. Oh man, I thought that was the same guy for some reason. They're about the same height. I mean, that the, both of those guys are pretty big. Oh, so. then he's not in classics. I was thinking Cousin Eddie. But no, he is in a good few other movies, though. Yeah, he's hilarious. So he's he, he, Daniel Stern's pretty funny. But. So, yeah, no, it's a... Uh, it, it, the whole thing was just fun, you know, and it was just... It, it was one of those things where uh, it was lighthearted, mm-hmm. you know? Like, yeah. the other two... The other three movies, they weren't, like, super serious, but they had a more serious tone to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like... Different things, even like Spider Man was. There's a lot of comedy in Spider Man, so that one's pretty funny. But there's still kind of a serious like Underline, undertone, yeah. you know. Um, and so yesterday, I think it was just kind of a breath of fresh air, like with Home Alone two, just kind of just to laugh, like you know, not to not communicate a cool message, um, you know, about the people we surround ourselves with, and just kind of enjoy it and laugh. And uh, so that was it was good. And plus, you know, when you when you cut. An hour out of a movie. The movie's about an hour and twenty, hour and thirty. I think it's two hours. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Golly! So we cut an hour and a half out. Um, every every movie that we we had was two hours or more. So essentially, all we did was cut down every part that wasn't funny. Like <laughs> yeah, every part that had fluff in it, it just completely. The whole out. movie was the comedy. Like that was all. Like none of the serious stuffs in there. So it was just like laughter, nonstop laughter for forty minutes, which is great. You know, it's awesome. No, it was good. So yeah, I I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Um, you know, it's it, again like it was a little different, but uh, man, tons of first time guests again. You know, um, lots of new people, and uh, so yeah, 
and then coming off the tail of Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving was, uh, a lot of people kind of in and out and traveling and stuff, which more on, like, that's great. Visit your family. And so people were pouring back in yesterday. So it was good. It was dope. It was a lot of fun. And, um, yeah, moving forward, you got some different tone, different tones to the message. And that was kind of the whole point. The whole idea of home alone was kind of paying attention to the people that you're surrounding yourself with, you know, and, um, you know, so essentially there's, there's three people groups. There's the people that, um, you thought were going to be with you, but aren't. Um, and there's the people that uh, are around you and are with you on the journey that you think are for you, but come to find out they're not. And then there's the people that are in your life that are obviously just opposition that you're meeting. Uh, the enemy brings into your life. So um, so we kind of focus on those three people groups. And um, yeah, it was kind of trailed off from those three things so um kind of recognize those but I know, I know for me like on the journey on this journey towards purpose and fulfillment and all the things that we really talk about at transformation church you know you discover your purpose and you start making a difference and you're making a difference with your purpose i i, I know you guys can attest to this even just over the last two years for you justin in the last year for you john it's like i mean like coming off of act one you know when kevin gets on the plane and he starts looking around and he's like I don't see any of the people on here that are supposed to be here. Uh, you know, it's cause he's on the wrong flight. But I think I, I know for a fact, that's how it's gone in my life a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if, if you'd have told me five years ago, some of the names that are on the list that are still fighting for me and with me on my purpose and some of the names that aren't, uh, I would have never yeah. thought that ever. You know, um, I would have never thought that some of those names would have disappeared off that list. And then there's some names on the list that I wouldn't necessarily have saw coming, but, uh, here we are, you know, it's it's true. (laughs) That's the dang truth. So, yeah, I mean, and and I feel like that's part of, maybe it's my way of looking at it. Maybe it's my way of looking at it. So it's not depressing, (laughs) (laughs) but it's like, I, I kind of feel like that's just, that's how life goes sometimes. Like there's uh, obviously Obviously, if there's someone in your life that you think is for you but really isn't, like, that's unhealthy, you know. But sometimes it's like, you, just like, I mean, how many of us had best friends in high school that we don't even talk to anymore? It's not that they're wrong or you're wrong. Like, you grew right. you grew apart. Like, life takes you different places. Yeah, um, I think co- it, it starts when out of high school and kids go to college. They move away to college and then they never move home because then they get a job that takes them somewhere else or whatever. It's like, that's not there's nothing in inherently like wrong with that. It's just, that's what happened. And then you move somewhere and you meet new friends that become your best friends and all these things that, you know, maybe you have friends like that last your entire life. I think it's rare. You know, I have a best friend that we've been best friends since I was in fifth grade, but I don't see him near as much as I used to. And we just have different interests and stuff, you know? And I think that's probably why we don't see as much, why the effort isn't made to see each other as much as we would like to. When we're together, we say we should hang out and stuff more, but we're just like on different paths, you know? Not yeah. that that's bad or good. Like he works off offshore, so he's gone two weeks and he's home for two weeks. And then when he's home, he wants to be with his kids and his family and all that. So it's like, I'm not a high priority and I don't think I should be. Like his kids and his family are when he's home. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just one of those things. It just happens. I think that, and then, you know, you put that in the context of us and, and our not necessarily in, in, as Christians or believers, but especially us in ministry, like, you know, sometimes like I, I was somewhere for a long time and I was all about it until God changed something, you know, and changed yeah, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you know, so it's, it's not that I was, um, 
I wasn't that person. I wasn't there serving at a church and was not, I, I was there, but not for them. Quote unquote, that wasn't me. It's like right, right, right. God did something different in me and was sending me somewhere down a different path. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like, um, so I think that just, I think that happens, you know, it's like, yeah. And at least that's, some, and, and I don't know, man. It's like, it's like that with family. And well, it's kind of yeah. different for me though. Like I actually brought my friends to church, you know, for a short period of time there. And one of them, Ben, was oh, ben, I remember ben. was a, uh, our drummer for uh, quite a while. A while, while yeah. Um, this was a long time. This ago. was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but eventually, it just got to the point where I was being pushed further into ministry, and they didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, you know, so it's just it's one of those but, things. Well, it goes back. I mean, you're talking about a friend. You mentioned a friend, but you were in high school. It kind of goes back to what yeah, I just said, though. Yeah. yeah. Like he went down a completely different path, you know, and it's like, I don't even, does he even live here still? Uh, no, he lives in Atlanta. Right. So it's like, so. you know, and that, it just, that's, that's part of life. Yeah. But the cool thing is, is God brings new and different friends in, you know? That's like, true. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and even going back to, you know, like, uh, like, you know, for you, Todd, and I got a couple friends too, you know, like some of those guys that, you know, maybe we're not super close, but they're still for me, you know? Oh like, yeah, no doubt. Like, so they still champion the call they still champion like my journey you know if you were to you know i, I got a couple buddies that that's the kind of the same way i mean uh josiah is a prime example aaron christian's uh middle brother like uh you know he's now he's out driving like he drives trucks for a living so he's out on the road all the time you know and and uh you know we don't see each other hardly at all i saw him when he i just saw him for thanksgiving break he came we ate lunch with some of the other guys but you know even for him like even though we don't see each other a ton like he still is for me yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, no you know, there's still like the, um, this idea that he, you know, he, he supports me. He champions like where I'm at. He, like, you know, he waves the victory flag with me. Like we celebrate together and likewise, you know what I mean? When he's, as he's finding his way in his journey in life, like there are areas there's like that. I, I, I champion that same thing. It's like, I think the, the idea is like, yeah, there are friends that we're close to and then there are friends that we aren't. But I think those people, even the ones we're not close to can champion your journey like they can support you they can be there for you even though you're not as close you know i think for some of it it's more like the people that don't you know what i mean like the people that you find out or like man i really thought that no matter what happened in my life even if we could never even if there were six months or a year in between us talking i never i never thought you would disappear in the context of your support like i never thought that you would you know what i mean i never thought that i would be the person you talk about about rather than the person that you, you know what I mean? Like, right. Are, are for. And I think that's kind of part of it, you know, it's like, man, I, I definitely didn't see this coming. <laughs> so in regards to certain people, you know, in your life. But then again, uh, like I said, then some people start, some people just come flying back into the scene and you're like, whoa, like didn't, you know, these relationships I never saw coming or, or whatever, you know, I know we, I, we were giving John a hard time last night. Um, I was telling, uh, Anthony, well, we were out at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling Anthony, I was like, you know, like Justin gives John's, <laughs> Justin gives John such a hard time. Cause he's like, bro, I've seen you do more in the last year <laughs> or last six months with people than I saw you do like the three years before that in regards, like getting out of his house and like, oh, doing yeah. <laughs> so, like, John, John, John. Oh, okay, well, my defense was... There, <laughs> John, you have no defense. Yeah, I do. Actually, there was, you do. There was no one to do it with, really. No, no, yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Other, than, other than that. like yeah, uh, right. That was my but, only defense. But, but no, it's almost like... It's funny. Like, that's why that's why we joke about it. Like, because... 
there's something there's something to that <laughs> you know like that's that's why we do things like the small groups and stuff like it's like if anything it's a testimony to why that stuff is important you know because yeah. not just you, you not so much you know your wife savannah was more always come across as more of a homebody right you know yeah. what i mean and it's like and that's cool you know right. um but but she's she has really plugged into the to the church and build relationships, and it's, which is really is really cool to see. As someone who's known you guys a long time, yeah. it's cool to see that you know, um, yeah. Especially you know, you guys are are still not even a year here, you know, and to make a decision to to come to a new place is a hard decision. Yeah, and you always question is this the is this the right move? Like, are we really hearing from God? And then so to to know you made the decision and you see fruit from it and it's good, like that's a good thing. Like that, yeah, you know, for sure. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No, that's what I I, uh, I put a tweet out uh, a few days ago, and it's been gaining some traction. But um, I, I just put a tweet out and said, "Stop chasing people that you can never catch because they never wanted you anyways. They just tolerated you to be around the people you were around." Um, <laughs> that's good. It really is. <laughs> and uh, I said, "I used to I used to fight to keep people on my team. Now I just fight for the ones who already are." Um, and so yeah, it's that's kind of my the way kind of i'm navigating this season it's like man the people who are ready to stick it out and and run man let's do it and that's not to say that i like that's necessarily that i'm trying to bash the people that aren't you know it's just like it's just that you didn't see it coming you know whether it's something because i genuinely like sometimes god just moves people out and moves people on and right whatever and uh as as that happens um you know, we got to be focused on the people who are for us and not be focused on the people who either give the illusion that they're not, or they in fact aren't one of the two. Uh, and so, you know, you can be, you can, you can get better or you can be bitter. And so like, I think we just have to continue to like stay focused on where God's taking us. And then like, we like what Justin, you were just talking about with John and what with you in Savannah, it's like, then just begin to appreciate these new people in your life that yeah. you didn't really anticipate coming into your life, but they're here and they're making a huge difference, you know, and those relationships are helpful. So I think all that just matters. Yeah, it so, does. So, but then, yeah, then we like, you jump over to act two, the hotel scene, which is like, look. I love the hotel scene. <laughs> the hotel scene is awesome. <laughs> Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Yeah, Rob Schneider was so young in that. He was young. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's like pre Adam Sandler, man. Yeah. 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 It's a great. It's a great movie. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So we got the hotel scene, and then you were talking about uh, the people, like the people in that particular case, how God brings people into your life or the enemy brings people, but there are people in your life, um, who say that they're for you they give the illusion that they're for you, but they're really not. Um, and I think sometimes, uh, that can even be like family, you know, yeah, like sometimes yeah. your family gives you the illusion that they're for you. And they're I think really big not, time, you know, um, with a lot of people, it's family. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that the family is unintentional about it, right, but it, right, it's, right. it's, it's just, um, you know, it's like, it's like parents that try to live vicariously through their kids or they get all their self-esteem through their kids' accomplishments. Oh, and stuff. come on. You know? So it's like, uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. you know, you know, what's crazy? What? Women. <laughs> That's a whole nother podcast. You can send those emails to uh, Justin. John, John. That's another podcast. Anyway, um, home and Home Alone two. You know Tim Curry. Uh, Who's he, Tim Curry? Tim Curry's the main uh, hotel guy. The main hotel guy. Okay. What's What's crazy is 
he's not even listed. He doesn't actually have a name in the movie. No, yeah. It's just concierge. Concierge. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's what's crazy. Like he's, he's a, that's a big time actor. He's a big time actor, and yeah. he just he took that role just to be that. And it know? was phenomenal. It in was it too. Yeah. You know, you know how you you notice in the movie how old it was with the little things like when they did the credit card, the yeah, and then like she handed him an actual key to his room and stuff like. Oh yeah, you're yeah. not like All oh that. this is old. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, not only that, even when he's running through the airport. Like there's so many things in that airport scene right. that would never, never happen. happen. <laughs> like never like, happen. Oh, <laughs> your boarding pass got mixed up. Just go on. Yeah, up. just yeah. go on in. Yeah, don't worry just, about yeah. it. No yeah, boarding. Absolutely not. You know, like yeah. uh, mm, I don't think yeah. that ever happened. A anymore. giant handheld electronic device like that, like his yeah. record, like like they didn't right. go through no security or yeah, nothing. no security. Yeah. Family's just running, like no big deal. Yeah, yeah. No, that none of that would it, none of that happens nowadays. I told Demarcus the same thing. I do Demarcus. I was like, bro, you can tell that this is all like pre nine eleven. You know, like because yeah. yeah. none of this would happen anymore more uh you know so it's just i used to have one of those talk boys so did i did you yeah really? i had one I yeah actually we were talking about that on the way home she was like i used to want one of those so bad i, I had one. one yeah i saw it in the movie so, sony that. the product placement of that was genius it was genius. because after that movie i was like i need one of those yeah. and my parents got me one for christmas and like what do you do with it? And that? we never use it yeah, for anything what do you cool. Do? Yeah. What do you do with it? <laughs> it I didn't do po- nothing. That, the most pointless toy we ever got. <laughs> I did nothing that Kevin did. <laughs> no, like, oh, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> like, but yeah, I had one. It just was a tape recorder. <laughs> like, that's all it was. It was a tape recorder. You, yeah, just, you just held it like this, like, like a, almost like that's a camcorder. A, it's literally. And it had that mic thing that yeah. extended out. It's literally an app on your iPhone now. Oh yeah, it like really a is. voice recorder. Like yeah. it's, it's yeah. nothing special, you know what I mean? Like oh, technology has changed. But no, yeah, like the key, the actual key to the room. Um, yeah, but you know, in that movie, what's funny is I don't. He's like ten in that movie, right? And the first one, he says he's eight. Yeah. I I don't know an eight year old that could have done all that. I don't know. I know some. You know, like mischievous eight-year-olds. Yeah, but mis- m- m- that's being mischief. Getting into mischief is one thing, but planning all that out at eight years old uh, and executing. Uh, I don't know that genius. I believe so much in these eight-year-olds these days. I don't, <laughs> well, at least these days. These days, yeah. <laughs> they can play Fortnite though. See, I don't even know what that is. I just know it's a game. Yeah, so I it's, sometimes feel so old. You may need to look it up. It's because you are so old. <sighs> <laughs> but no, it it was good. Um, the hotel scene is good. Yeah, yeah. So those those are the people that act like they're for you, but in reality they're against right, you. Right. The they're like, time. yeah, they're they're both. Uh, I'm going to say they're both like plotting, and uh, they're waiting on you to fail, and they're plotting for you to fail. Yeah, and plotting to to try to catch you, and um, you know, and that's a lot of people out there though, and they celebrate. You know, like when, like when he saw that the credit card was stolen, he was like, "Yes, mm-hmm. finally." And I think there are people in our life like that, man. That whenever we, whenever we slip up, or whenever something doesn't come through, or whenever we don't quite hit the mark that we were striving for, you know, they almost kind of celebrate in their mind uh, us not accomplishing what we set out to accomplish. It's like, man, these are the people. Like these can be some of the people in your life. It's like, no, nah, we need to, like, you know. We need, we need to be striving for what we need to strive for because that's what we need to do, not because of, you know, what them or, or what, just whatever, you know, just the whole thing. So uh, you got some of them. And then then Harry and Marv, and uh, those are the people in our lives that 
um, like it's not even a secret. They're just outright They're, against yeah. us. Like it's not <laughs> like these are the this is the enemy. You know, like what do you, what do you say? Um, when he was down when he was down there, he's like, um. Uh, he say something about how, like, if he shot him, like, if he wanted to kill him, like, it didn't bother him at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I Knock no, it off a youngster. Yeah, I would have no greater joy it. than to shoot you. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, but knocking off a youngster don't mean that much to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. He's He was like, it's clear. I, I love the first time, they're in New York, the first time that they meet him in New York. Yeah. He just turns around and just starts screaming. screaming. <laughs> and he's like, oh, okay, I can't do anything because yeah, now there's right. a bunch of people like, looking at me. Yeah, exactly. In New York. like, uh, <laughs> So it was it was pretty funny. So just their their intro into the movie is was awesome. So the, all that, the way all that was put together was good. But yeah, and then, um, you know, fast forward to them in the in the apartment, you know, just, getting it just, just <laughs> well just you know there were a lot work. more scenes that i could have put in there but it's oh, oh yeah. you don't have time i, I could think of time. you know but i put like the main ones that i thought i thought that were the funniest out of all of them yeah for sure I, I threw those in there yeah those it, it was good you know there there was tons of you know the green slime stuff on the ladder yeah. like the um you know, even the staple gun scene it was like yeah. twice that long. You know, yeah, it's just, it was. You, you yeah. just got to keep knocking it down for the sake of time. You know, um, and then him falling through the hole in the floor, <laughs> 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 and then he builds the thing. It's like solid as a rock. Yeah, <laughs> and they both climb to the top and it falls over, and he's like solid as a rock. I'm Marv. <laughs> <laughs> so, They're just morons. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I would have just left. Like, I don't understand. <laughs> right, exactly. You're fugitives from the law. Who cares if he has a picture of you? Like, right. You're like, still fugitive. You're still fugitive. You, you, you still all, broke out of jail, right. so regardless. Yeah. yeah. Like, stealing money from the from the toy store makes it a worse crime than breaking out of prison? Like, yeah. Yeah, right? you're still going, going back if they catch you. Like, right, exactly. Yeah, I, I just, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing is just a mess. It's like, just, and, and the amount of pain that they go through you know the, even from the first scene where he's throwing bricks at him you would think in reality the first brick would have just killed him but that's, right, that's, yeah. the, that's the fact of having you know from a four-story it, building yeah well yeah. yeah just it being a comedy they had to like extend that <laughs> little thing obviously that's what makes it kind of funny is it's so far-fetched but like when they climb down the rope at, you know we didn't show yeah, that yeah we didn't show that part because i didn't have time when but, he, right when he when, yeah. when they climb down the rope it's like it's like why Surely he's got a plan. Like they get half an hour, like what's that smell? He's like, you got. He <laughs> said, he said, you got aftershave on. He's like, no, no, the that's, rope that's is kerosene. kerosene. <laughs> it's like, surely, as soon as they grabbed that rope, they went, huh? Yeah, not them two. <laughs> that's fine. not those sticky <laughs> bandits. The not sticky the st- bandits <laughs> or the wet. The wet the, well, they were the wet bandits. They were the wet bandits in the first one. The first one. They changed their name to the sticky bandits in the second one. The and I love how Marv is, only, is more worried about his his like headline. It's like now we're the sticky bandits, not the, <laughs> you know. It's like he's just telling the cops everything. <laughs> he's like, we broke out of prison and uh, we missed the presents or whatever. <laughs> it's like, man, that's up, a good shut name. up, Marv. I gotta go watch. I gotta find the thing online somewhere, like on Netflix. What thing? The movie. I oh, want to okay. watch the whole movie. I want to watch the first one. You know, there's little. There's a meme. Well, that if was, you want to watch the whole second movie, I have it. I don't have no way to play it. You don't have a Blu-ray player? No. I'm a millennial. We sh- well, we so sh- am I, but at least I have a Blu-ray player. At home? Yes, I have two of them, actually. No, I don't need that. Listen, actually, I have three of them if you consider my Xbox One. Listen, uh, let, me, let me tell you. This is reminding me of something me and Ashley just... 
So we moved, we moved into the new house, right? So in the new house, uh, we, we went and got a TV. Uh, we, we bought an open box TV cause that's how we roll. Uh, mm-hmm. but we have this huge TV. So we mount it on the fireplace and there's this mantle. Like there used to be a shelf on the fireplace. Like the house was very 1991. So there's a shelf like built into the fireplace, the stone of the fireplace. So we took the shelf down cause it was ugly. We put a new shelf up. And so, like, there was already, like, cuts for it. So, you had to build it the same size that was before, you know? So, we build this huge shelf. We make it where it opens and closes so we can hide wires in it. Like, this whole thing. This is a library shelf. And then we get done. And it's, like, the only thing on this shelf that's, like, five and a half feet wide and four inches thick and, like, all this stuff is one Apple TV. <laughs> and I was like, we got this, got this huge shelf for this Apple TV tiny that's little thing. three inches wide on top of it, you know? I, did, I need funny. a new Apple TV. So, <laughs> so they make 4K ones now. I know. But you, do you have a 4K TV? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we need. Right. I need to get a 4K too. But uh, so, anyways, not that, that any of that not matters. Yet. But yeah. so, so that's it, guys. There's three different people groups that kind of show up in our life, and uh, so you know, you got the people that you thought would be for you, um, but come to find out, you turn around at some point in life and you realize some of them aren't there. Um, but then you also realize that uh, there are some people that have showed up along the journey, and you didn't really expect that, but here they are, um, and they're for you. And and I think for m- a lot of us man we don't want to get so caught up on who we're missing uh that we're not that we don't want to get so caught up on who we're missing that we thought would be there that we start missing the ones that actually are right you know like man just be ready to to celebrate with the people who have showed up um you know and then you got some people that are going to be that are going to give you the illusion that they're for you but they're really not and then there's some people that are just outright uh against you you know, but we made a phrase at the end of Act Three that I think is important for all of us to understand. Um, is a lot of times I think that we allow um, ourselves to be so consumed by the the process that we don't we don't recognize and stay focused on the finished project. You know, and it's like, man, for for a lot of us. Um, in the midst of the process, friends are coming and going. We're finding out some, you know, just all this, the mm-hmm. list we've already gone through, you know, we're, we're meeting opposition. We're finding out people or things that we thought would be there for us aren't, you know, the, our friend circles, our family circles, like influence circles. A lot of those things are changing, man. And as we navigate that, uh, we, sometimes we'll get so caught up with the chaos of the process. You know, we just got done renovating our house, you know, Ashley and I bought a new house, um, um, uh, in the end of August. Uh, and as we got the new house, then it had to be renovated. Like it hadn't been touched since 1991. Like yeah. they literally didn't change anything <laughs> since I don't like nothing since 1991. Um, and so like there was tile in the whole house, like tile in the living room. Like, Ugh. Like who, like, that's rough. Like ceramic tile in the living room, and uh, I'm not like I don't hate that. I'm just saying that's kind of an old. Like you can tell it was an old school vibe, and so it was whitish gray tile throughout the kitchen and the living room, and then brown carpet in the bedrooms. Ugh. This is how I'm just giving you an idea of how, how about the time frame that this house was, the last updates that were done in it. It had dark stained wood trim in the house all throughout the whole house so that's what we're dealing mm. with so came in put a new floors put a new trim new paint just the whole thing like it's fresh it feels good now but i remember getting about 
maybe halfway through, maybe two thirds of the way through. And people would come up and go, man, how's the house going? And I remember just being like, I'm ready to burn it to the ground. Like I'm so, I'm so done with this project. Like I'm so done. I just want to be in it. Like I'm so over it. And uh, and I I believe that's where a lot of us get in our in the journey and in the process towards our purpose. Is sometimes we get so frustrated with maybe where we're at in the process. Um, some of the things that popped up, you know, just like when I'm reno- us renovating the house, like some things keep, you, you tear down one wall to think that you're just going to be able to put up another piece of sheetrock and come to find out there's something behind it. And so now you got to reroute it. And, and, and I think that because that's how life goes. Sometimes we think things are just going to be simple and come to find out, man, it becomes a lot more complicated or complex or, you know, things don't go quite go the way we planned in, in, in the journey towards our purpose. We kind of find ourselves in these moments where we're like, I'm just ready to be done with this. Like, I'm just so over being done with this. The problem when you're talking about it in your life, like the journey of life and how those things affect you is the end goal for most of us of our purpose and like the greatest fulfillment is going to be towards the end of our life. So from the moment we discover what our purpose is to the moment that we actually achieve the highest point of it, for some of us, it could be 10, 20, or 30 years. And if you don't fall in love with the process, you're going to be in a constant state of frustration. Like if you don't fall in love with the process of becoming, if you keep your focus on what you want to become, but you fall in love with the process of becoming, right. um, but you can't grow so frustrated in the process um, you, you know, you keep looking towards the finished project, looking towards the finished project. All of this is getting me somewhere. All of this is getting me somewhere. This is building me. It's shaping me. It's making me, God's using it to test me, to prove me, to get me established, to get me rooted. Like he's doing all of those things. Um, but you really have to fall in love with the process of becoming who God is trying to make you with the finished project in mind. Um, otherwise, man, you'll be like how I was with the house. Like, I just want this to be over. Like you'll walk away from something that God has destined you to do because you're tired of the process. And in reality, no matter what we do in our life, the process is part of it. Mm -hmm. It's good. You know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, you know, I I just always want to encourage everyone to, man, fall in love with the process of becoming, keeping in mind and keeping your focus on the finished project of who you will become. Um, and as long as you're doing that, man, God will continue to bring the right people into your life and he'll pull the people out of your life that need to come out of your life. Even if that's a little painful for you. Um, and then we just become aware of the people that are around us that are actually for us, not pretending and fight off those enemies of the people that are, that it's abundantly clear that they're not for us. Right. So, (laughs) so like the Harry and Marv's of our life, if you have a real friend named Harry or Marv, and, just go ahead and get rid of them. And, you know, like his <laughs> his family, though, he thought they were the worst, but that's the ones that were really there, you know? Yeah, well, and, and, yeah, absolutely. Well, they, I mean, I don't really know how much they were really there if they had to make two movies. That they were, <laughs> no, what, what I mean is like, you know. Right, yeah, no, I it, get it, I get it, yeah. Yeah, his mom, <laughs> like she, she was trying to move heaven and earth to get back to get, to back get to, to him, him you yeah. know. But I will say this, those are terrible parents. <laughs> those are absolutely, well, first of all, they got 14 people living in a house. We, I, I don't think they all live there. Yeah, I think they were just there for the. First of all. No, listen, they were there in both movies. First of all, what does. Peter McAllister do. do to be able to afford a house like that, <laughs> and right? then the, to take to to pay for everybody to go to Paris and then to Miami. Okay, so what does he do? Number one, but 
little stupid things like, so all those people in that house, but they're the only ones who set an alarm. And because like in the second one, you know, it, the alarm, the power didn't go out. He unplugged, he unplugged the, the, thing. the thing. Yeah. What the, the other people don't got alarms. So they all just sleeping in waiting on the McAllisters to do wake up calls. To do everything. They yeah. don't seem like the most responsible family. They don't. Nope. <laughs> and then they're running there. through an airport and the youngest child is just in, in, t- in tow. Like yeah. Yeah. just, yeah, the whole the whole thing. And the seems- dad knew like the entire time he was trying to get batteries from behind them. So why didn't he stop and wait for him? Yeah, yeah, just all those things. Why don't you do? Why don't you just be a dad and be like, "Hey, we're in a hurry. Yeah, we're, not- <laughs> we're gonna get batteries when we get on the plane." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just because he needs batteries for his talk well, you boy. Know, there, there is a there is a scene that I didn't put in there. It was right before they walked into the airport. He does say that, but the problem is, is that he did it anyway. You know, even when right. he was they're terrible parents. So. <laughs> Terrible they are. They're terrible parents. I, and I, it, you know what's funny is I'm watching another show on I think Amazon Prime or Netflix or something right now where the mom is on it, and they she, she get every role that she gets casted in is the same role, which is this terrible mom and kind of like the mom that no one would ever want to have. <laughs> like, like she just comes across as like one of those people. Yeah, like. It, it, it's the, like the let me talk to the manager mom like you know what i'm saying like oh, every man. every, every restaurant or store she goes into it's like let me talk to the manager she comes across like that lady but, but little things like the whole audience including the parents witnessed buzz being a jerk with the candlesticks behind kevin right but absolutely. kevin's the one that got in trouble right <laughs> right that is dumb like yeah. not be he was because kevin in his solo, didn't know that the whole entire audience, except his mom and dad, were laughing at Buzz. He thought he was laughing at him. You don't know that he's messing around, you know, but Kevin got in trouble because he turned around and pushed him. Justin's taking this to heart because like, of what we talked about at the beginning of the podcast. There are things that Justin is tapping into uh, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> but Justin's like, saying a solo when he was eight. And, and No, <laughs> I'm just saying Kevin got in trouble. Right. Obviously, it's all part of them. Yeah, for the movie. but Kevin, the movie up. those are terrible parents. They should not have. Kevin should not have been the one in trouble. Buzz should have gotten in trouble. So we wanted to take this segment of our podcast to tell parents <laughs> how they should do their job. <laughs> no, just kidding. no, but no, yeah, I, I no, yeah, no, absolutely. You're watching it like you're 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 Matt. It's like watching that movie Anger Management with Adam Sandler. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, it's been a while. But, where like oh, the whole yeah. movie and he didn't do anything wrong and you're just like t- the whole movie keeps escalating but he never did anything wrong right. to start with yeah. so it keeps getting worse for him and you're just like I-, I remember watching that movie like ready to kick my TV over like this this is this terrible. is giving me anger it's kinda yeah. Like, yeah it's like it's kind of yeah. how you feel for Kevin where it's like yeah. I'm mad for him well, well he didn't Kevin's do not being a brat like he's not being a brat when he's now obviously as a 10 year old you don't talk to you know but when they're like you know you're gonna sleep on the third floor tonight like he wasn't he wasn't wrong for the feeling you know they were the family was being a bunch of morons just terrible parents well, he actually calls them stupid <laughs> you're so stupid to believe his lies yeah that's what he said you know so it's just like wow you know you feel for kevin he's not just a stuck up little brat well you know and if he is he's only eight or ten that's enabling from the parents of anyways. There's only one way for a kid to be a stuck-up brat, and that's parenting. 
man. I didn't, uh, I didn't someone... think our uh, podcast would turn to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Send your emails to uh, Justin. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, there's this only one way This is starting to turn into a real talk. Yeah, yeah right. Right. There's only one way. Yeah, no. I, 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 I get to that, yeah. That's true. That's true. No, but it, it is fun. It was a great movie. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. Wrapped up the Church of the Movies series. And, uh, yeah, man, man, I can actually breathe now. So know who's in your life. John is. Uh, John got to sleep for the first time in four weeks. So uh, You know, speaking of the whole renovations thing, kind of going back, back to that for a second. There, there were so many people that came up to me about that last uh, shot. They were like, "What? Where were you at?" We staged it, and um, <laughs> I was like, mm. "So this, yeah." So let's tell the story of us filming downtown in Pensacola real quick. So it was funny because we wanted to create the, we wanted to do the same thing we've done in the other movies, like create the illusion that we are in the environment of the movie. So it's like with Wakanda, everyone wanted to know what field we were shooting in um, for because for Black Panther, we wanted it to look like we were in Wakanda. So we went to this huge field with this huge yeah. tree line and everyone's like, where is that? Like, I think uh, I know. It's crazy. You probably do know. But yeah. I, I don't know because I, I never heard y'all talk about it, but I think I know. Yeah. So then they right. wanted to know. I'll let you guess in a second. What was funny, the funny one to me is the second shot because they were like, how far did I, I had one person say, how far did you have to go? to get to a tree that looked like that and i was like you'd be shocked you would be shocked well actually neil came up to me and he goes where were y'all at like what tree was that i was like it was literally off the side of a road and next to a parking lot that's right in front of our it's offices. literally 50 feet from where we are right now <laughs> right now yeah it's it's pretty funny so um so we, but anyways we did that even with spider-man and yeah, it, it, there has been at least one shot out of every movie that everyone fell in love with. Yeah. Um. So in Captain America, it was the parking garage. Parking garage. Everyone was in love with the parking yep. garage. Uh, for Spider Man, it was the alley. The alley with the stairwell. Yep. And then Black Panther, it was both of the, both of the field and tree scenes. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, um, I had a couple people ask me about the alleyway, the other alleyway that oh, we really? used. Yeah. And but uh, almost everyone wanted to know about the renovation scene Same. so so me and john were filming downtown and we had a game plan going into downtown um and as soon as we got there john decided to change his mind which it's seven thirty in the morning and john is changing his mind on where he wants to film well we drove over we drove over to this <laughs> this church right and i don't remember what church it is do you remember what it was no it's one of the one big one big it's old one of the big ones old ones downtown ones. and we were gonna shoot right in front of it just because it was one of those just one it of those looks like scenes. new york it looks yeah. like an old new york church. was it first baptist uh well, that was one of them yeah there were two of them we were looking at yeah, yeah. all right so Baptist was one of them so we were going to do that the the problem was the sun was so bad that it would like i didn't have anything to actually block him and it was just whiting him out it just looked bad i didn't like it i didn't like the shoot i was like okay we're not doing it here let's find somewhere else and so this is after he already shot down one alleyway scene that we were going to do we were going to do the stairwell at the alleyway from the spider-man thing right and so and he shot that down i shot that down because i was like oh, we've already I, done that yeah, i don't, don't want to do it again i'm like all right cool 7 30 in the morning i want to i'm going to say that again so then we go to the church we try to do the church we get all the gear out set it up john doesn't like it and i'm getting blind beamed in the face by the sun i can't see so we're like this isn't gonna work so then we're like, let's go back to the alley. We get back to the alley and it's behind a restaurant and they were getting ready to start setting up. And I was like, this is not yeah, going to work. Gonna work so we're, it's almost 8 a.m. We're gallivanting around downtown Pensacola on a work day, mind you. We're at 8 a.m. Like it's like the are floodgates going, open. Yeah. You know? And so um, we're, I was like, let's just go see what we find. And we're driving and 
John goes down a road that I don't even know existed in downtown, <laughs> and we look over and we see this alleyway that's got the scaffolding and the concrete machine and the stuff. Like it's all there. Like exactly how it was in the movie is exactly how we found it. So it was right next to a, a building that was getting renovated, and it was part of the renovation. Right. So they were trying. To, I guess they were trying to get all that to look good. And it was just one of those moments where I was like, this may be illegal. I don't know. We're just going to jump out and oh, see what let's, happens. Let's not pretend any of our filming was done. <laughs> <laughs> and so we, I parked in a no parking zone. Like I got out and like <laughs> we were just like throwing everything out. Like we got it all set up. Everything looked good. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's go. Let's do this. We start recording. Thankfully, Brad was like on point with what exactly what he had to say. There are people walking by looking at us weird. There were cars going by looking at us weird. We we just tried to act like we knew we were supposed to be there. Yeah, we had it. We had an 11 minute window, and we used 10 minutes and 59 seconds of it. Yeah, literally. Because as soon as we like closed the camera and like got went back to the yeah. car, these trucks come pulling up, and there was the people working in the alley. Yeah. Like it was like, and they were like looking at us funny, and then this dude gets on his phone as we were getting in the car, and I'm like, ooh, like, let's just go. Let's just yeah, go. let's just get out of here. So uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny so all of you that thought we staged that and put all that together we did not do that uh we found it that way and we filmed in front of it so don't call the cops on us anyways um <laughs> but it was a uh, it was a lot of fun no harm no foul we didn't do anything to it so yeah better to ask forgiveness than permission sometimes sometimes technically we were on the sidewalk you i made that point yeah the sidewalk is public you can it is and we filmed on the side we didn't go in the alleyway therefore everything is good and uh yeah good times so uh anyways thank you guys for tuning in man it was a, it was a good time church of the movies was a blast we had tons of first time guests we had a lot of people and we celebrated i don't know what the number was from sunday but for the month of november we had 15 people make decisions for christ yeah. um and their eternities were ever changed we had 29 cards turned in on behalf of first time guests or first time families so we know that somewhere between 29 and potentially 50 or so um first time guests uh on sunday morning uh on sunday mornings throughout the month of november for church of the movie so man such a win such a celebration on behalf of uh number one new people stepping into the building but the most important thing lives being transformed by yeah. uh jesus and so man we just celebrate that and we wave the the victory flag on behalf of the gospel for that so it was super super pumped good, sure. good job john good job team shout out to karen uh who is our uh well, she pretty much does everything, but she's our next steps director. But uh, she does tons of other things, and her team, her special events team. So shout out to all of you. All of Most of you are women. The the women on the special events team who help get everything set up and yep. make it awesome. The popcorn, the cokes, the waters. Some of them were getting ice at seven o'clock in the morning, at th and it's thirty three degrees outside. Like, man, shout out to to all of them. And so uh, such a great time. But all the dream team put in tons of work. The production team, creative team, John. On, um and uh such a good time so we appreciate all of you guys y'all are awesome and we celebrate what god did in people's lives throughout this series which was the whole point get look beyond ourselves for a little bit and the church services that we usually have and have something that would help impact people so we can see people transform from who they are to who god wants them to 
B. Justin, tell them where they can find us. You can find more about us at transformationchurch.com or on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. All right. And Karen will give you the info on me and Justin. John, they can find you on Instagram. Yep. Instagram at John W. Sapp. You can find me on Facebook too, but I'm, I mainly post on my Instagram. So. All right. And uh, Facebook's lame. Karen will give you the info on myself and Justin where you can find us on the way out of the podcast. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Catch us next week. We kick off a new series, Twas the Night. Pastor Dan Livingston will be in the pulpit uh, this coming up Sunday. And so he's going to be bringing a great message as he kicks off our December Christmas series called Twas the Night. And I'm excited about this message. Um, So he's he's doing a message called Twas the Night of Anticipation where he's going to connect the Old Testament prophecies to the fulfillment that Jesus brought when he was born. And I am, hmm. I'm excited about that. Yeah, that sounds it's going to be a good time. So uh, you guys don't want to miss it. Come out and come check it out. It's going to be a good time. So, but we will see you next week for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.